Alongside the story of blind Bartimaeus, there is one other story in Mark's Gospel of Jesus healing a blind man in chapter 8. And in that story, we hear that Jesus spits on the ground, makes some mud, puts it in the man's eyes, and he's healed that way. One of the benefits of being married to a primary school teacher is that you get all the stories of all of the insights from the children um, uh, get told to you uh, of an evening. And um, Hazel, when she was uh, working in a Church of England primary school, told the children that story of Jesus spitting on the ground. And she was teaching a reception class. And they went... <clears throat> Jesus wouldn't do that. It's wrong to spit. We know it's wrong to spit because Rehoboth got sent to the corner for spitting on the carpet two weeks ago. Um, Now, you try and therefore explain the moral philosophy to a bunch of children about how it's okay for Jesus to spit but not for anyone else to. It became rather complicated. There was an obstacle for those children in hearing that story. What are the obstacles for us in terms of our understanding of faith? What are the stumbling blocks? Is it the fact that actually we struggle to move beyond Sunday school in our understanding of faith? Is it that we actually constantly view our faith through the prism of our politics our wealth, our social status, or our prejudices? How often do we look at our lives and actually try and look at the world around us through God's perspective rather than our own? What are the stumbling blocks for each of us to really get what faith is? One of the problems with the lectionary and the way it's set up is that occasionally you miss out on so much of what the meaning of a passage might be because you only read that one snippet and you fail to understand where it is in relation to other parts of the, of the, of the story. The setting for the healing of blind Bartimaeus is on that road to, to Jerusalem that actually this is the very final healing, the very final piece of ministry that Jesus does before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the donkey. This is Mark's version of it, at least. And it's the first time where Jesus is equated with being with David, the great king. That Bartimaeus, by shouting out, Jesus, son of David, is setting in motion a chant that would then be echoed in the next part of the story when Jesus enters into Jerusalem and the crowd shout, Hosanna, the son of David is coming. It's as if the blind see first. They haven't got the impediments that the rest of us have. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and this is the very final thing that he does before he gets there. Bartimaeus has heard of Jesus' reputation for healing. Jesus is his one final hope 
to allow him back into community. Jesus is the one chance that he has. To be disabled at that point meant that you were being cast out. You would have been viewed as a drain on the resources. Although in general the the idea was that a family would care for you and support you, because so many families were on the breadline themselves, that to have an extra mouth to feed that wasn't bringing any income in meant that so many were just cast out of their homes and they became the recipients of other people's handouts. Bartimaeus, we know something of him just by his name, if nothing else. The son of Timaeus, he was known. His family knew him. He has roots in that city, but he has been abandoned. He cannot feed himself. His family cannot cope with feeding him. Hence, he is out on the streets begging. In Isaiah, we read of the words, he sent me to give the good news to the poor, tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more, tell blind people that they can see and set the downtrodden free. And those are the words that Jesus echoes in Luke chapter 4, as if they are the reason for his ministry. Well, Bartimaeus is all of those things. He is poor. He is a prisoner of his own afflictions. He is blind and he is downtrodden. And then when we read that story, we, we understand that he was probably almost the butt of other people's jokes. Maybe they played practical jokes on him. They certainly try and prevent him from actually getting to Jesus, the one hope that he has. They drown him out when he starts shouting out. How many of us don't want to hear the cries of the less fortunate. So often in our society, we we hear of concepts such as compassion fatigue, or we make those who are less fortunate than ourselves either the butt of our jokes, or that we actively go and label them so that we can create some distance from them. Scroungers, skivers, and then we go and create systems that make their everyday lives that little bit harder to live. We make their everyday lives into a slightly greater form of despair. Years back before I went into ministry, I was running the Simon Community in central London, which is a a charity that works with people who sleep rough. And one of the guys that we supported there, I'm gonna call him Bill, he had seen his wife and daughter killed in a a car accident in front of him and that was the trigger for him to lose his job and he ended up on the streets and he slept rough on London streets for 22 years. And it was with a lot of support from a number of different agencies that over time he finally moved back inside. But he would tell me stories of how when he was out on the streets that people would kick him, that people would urinate on him, that it was almost the, the, the danger of being on the streets compounded all of the other grief and despair that he had in his life. There was somebody who should have been the source of other people's pity, and yet they actually treated him with contempt and treated him disgracefully. 
Bartimaeus seemingly has gone through a similar process. The people don't want him to receive help. They drown him out. He's not worthy of seeing Jesus. What Bartimaeus is going through is hell on earth. That constant exclusion, that constant fear, the hunger and the poverty, and there is no way out. Gandhi described poverty as the greatest form of violence, and I think he has something there, the way that it constantly erodes at the humanity of that person. And yet this desperate figure, this Bartimaeus, is a model of faith for us. He's told, take heart. He's calling to you. He's not calling to the rest of the crowd. He's not calling to the respectable people. He's not calling those who have bullied him. Jesus is calling the dirty one, the smelly one, the excluded one, the scrounger, the one who certainly wouldn't fit into any program of survival of the fittest. Bartimaeus is a model of faith. There is actually, in his crying out to Jesus, a model of prayer that has been used by people over the the centuries, the Jesus prayer. Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. That Bartimaeus is crying that out, Jesus, have mercy on me. So maybe today you need to think about those situations where you are like Bartimaeus, where you also are in need of God's mercy. Those situations in your life or in your family where healing is required. The situation for Bartimaeus, let's be honest, it's hopeless if we look at it through our perspective. This man has no hope. There is no chance for him at all. But for Jesus, this is the chance to demonstrate again the very nature of the kingdom of God. That where there is despair, he brings hope. Where there is exclusion, he brings a welcome. Bartimaeus is a model of faith to us because he clings on to hope even when seemingly there is none left. He hangs on to the convictions of what he has heard about Jesus and he believes them to be true. He, the one who has no sight, sees what faith is all too well. Bartimaeus has every obstacle thrown up against him and Jesus in his healing clears all of them so that Bartimaeus may follow him. Now, when I talked about the challenge of the lectionary, the other challenge is that a little bit earlier in Mark chapter 10, and we heard this a few weeks back, we have that story of the rich man who wants to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Mark is deliberately contrasting the two. The rich man cannot go. He cannot follow Jesus and he walks away with sadness in his heart because of the fact that his wealth gets in the way. Bartimaeus, a man who has nothing, 
willingly and freely follows Jesus the moment he can. The encounter with Christ meets with two different reactions and Mark wants us to reflect on both of them. But for Bartimaeus, what is it that he will be following Jesus to? We know that this is the final piece of ministry before Jesus enters Jerusalem. That Bartimaeus, in freely following Christ at this precise moment, is following him all the way towards danger, towards the cross. When Jesus calls each of us, he is also calling us to follow him all the way to the cross. Are we freely and willingly going to follow him just as Bartimaeus does? So there are three possible things that I want you to think about today in relation to Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, who is for us today a model of faith, even though he was the most excluded. Firstly, what lessons can we learn from those who are on the margins of our society? What lessons do we need to hear from those who are the most despised, the most rejected, the most abandoned? Secondly, do we ever behave like that crowd? Do we ever find ways of excluding other people, of drowning out those who are crying out to God in despair? Do we prevent anyone from reaching Jesus? Are there practices within our church that help exclude people? And if there are, we need to change them. And lastly, what are those obstacles to faith that you have? Those things which do not help you see clearly in the way that God would have you see the world. So my prayer for us this week is that we reflect on those things, that we seek out those obstacles to our own faith. We seek out those obstacles to other people's faith. And we look at those who are the most excluded and we seek to learn from them. Because when we learn from them, we learn something again of what God is calling us to. We learn something again of the very nature of the kingdom of God. Jesus reaches out to the one who is most in despair and he offers him hope. May God offer to us that hope this week as we seek to follow him. Amen.